Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to continue. My mind can't get away from the truth where Jesus was talking about. Um, you know, started off with Pilate asking the question, what is truth? And the verse right before that, Jesus said, for this purpose I was sent, that he was sent to bear witness of the truth. And that word witness, I got the curious and I looked it up to see if it was the same word and it's derived from the same word where we get martyr from. So, but it didn't mean martyr then. Martyr then really just meant a legal witness like in a court of law. This is a person who, who is uh, able to give witness. So Jesus said, I was sent here to bear witness to the truth. And I'm, I'm right at the edge. There's some things that I want to say that I have to be careful because I don't want to have to backtrack in a week or two. My understanding is crossing a line into a room I've never really walked in before. But it has to do with this thing about truth because it goes all the way back to Adam. I'm not going to reteach this morning's lesson, I promise, although it's hard for me to get out of that cycle right now. The whole world is not living in truth, and I mean the whole Christian world. Because we're actually, I, I just saw it so clear in the last couple of days, on a daily, I'm just going to use me and not you, on a daily basis, Gary is really doing the same thing Adam did. I, I read I read what this says. I read the Word of God. Father, thy word is truth. And I'll just use me and my, my situation with my back. Most of you know I've I've been had a back issue, let's just call it that, for years. And the pain is severe now. I mean I don't know how you you know it's hard to judge another person's pain, but it's pretty bad, especially when I stand straight like that. It's like a knife going right through my back. And so, see, that's my reality. Does the Word say, by His stripes, everything was healed except Gary's back? <laughs> Is that what it says? By His stripes, you were healed. Now, that is the truth. It's never going to change. God cannot lie. Yet, I have another witness which is my five physical senses. And every time I try and walk straight, it preaches to me. There's a preacher in my back. His name, I know his name. He's called Pain. <laughs> and he tells me, no, you're not. You're not healed either. And I go back to the Word. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I misread it. No, that's what it says. By his stripes, you were healed. In fact, I've got a most of you know I've got a confession sheet. It's a page with uh, 20, maybe 20 some odd verses on it, all made into a confession where God's Word over and over and over again says that I'm healed. Uh, I am the Lord your God. I bless your, I bless your bread and your water and I take sickness away from thee. There you go. Himself bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. I have lots of words. That is the truth. Yet, I'm, without realizing it, I'm making the same judgment day by day that Adam did. I'm letting my five physical senses tell me what the truth is. And that's the same thing Adam did in the garden. So, that's our review. For, okay. And it gets really serious. Like, I, we'll just take again the woman that was bowed over for 18 years. 
her back was worse than mine. Uh, 18 years is a long time. You tend to get accustomed to it. This is just the way life is. Okay? You learn to, quote, live with it, which is what I've done. But when Jesus walks in and he sees that condition, he has a job to do, doesn't he? He said, I came to bear witness to the truth. And he is the word made flesh. He doesn't put up with that for no time at all. Not Woman, he just speaks the command. Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And the woman is loosed. Truth. See, I have a a series, uh, a a tape that's probably the most single, popular, most listened to message that I've ever done. It's called Truth Changes Fact. And it's still valid today. Well, (laughs) Ronald Reagan said, facts are stubborn things. (laughs) Well, they are stubborn things. But they can't stand up against truth. So we, last week, the title of the lesson, we are to be witnesses unto him. But he is the truth. So we also are called to be witnesses to the truth. Amen? All right, so that's the end of the of the review. So this afternoon, while I was praying, and uh, I actually do pray. I don't just nap. I do pray during the afternoon, you know. And I kept hearing the phrase, of course, the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. So I just did those words in my Bible. Let's look at a few verses. That exact phrase in the King James Bible, spirit of truth, only occurs four times in the New Testament. Let's look at all four of them. So it says, well, let's see. At John fourteen seventeen is where we're going first, but let's back up just a little. <clears throat> Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Now, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and here it is, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So he's calling the Holy Spirit the very Spirit of truth. And they had been working with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit went with them when they went to minister in his name two by two. And they saw the Holy Spirit work and perform miracles and cast out devils and all of these things. But at that moment, he was working with them. But he was not yet on the inside of them. And for years, I didn't get why Jesus said, it is expedient, it's better for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, the Comforter will not come. He wanted us to become a temple like he was a temple and have God the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. And I believe he does live on the inside of us. Paul even told the Corinthian church what we call the kindergarten baby church that had more problems than any other church. And he said to them, know you not that your bodies are the temple of God and God dwells in you and you're not your own. So even the little kindergarten messing up baby church still had the Spirit of God on the inside of him, the Holy Ghost I'm talking about. So he says, 
If he wants us to walk in the truth the same way he's walking in the truth, doesn't it make sense? He says, well, you're going to need another comforter. I'm going to send you the spirit of truth. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's exactly who we need because it's a mystery to us. See, we look at a, at a, a, a Gary or a woman bound over, bowed over for 18 years and it seems that's pretty normal in, the, in this planet, you know. That doesn't seem unusual. I mean, that's not, it's sad, but a lot of things are sad. But he goes, that's not the truth. This woman has a covenant with God. She was a daughter of Abraham. He mentions that. She has a healing covenant. Her being bowed over for 18 years is not the truth. That's not what God's Word says. She has a healing covenant. So he just walks in and... Now, now see, what is the opposite of truth? It, wouldn't it be lie? And he said he was a liar from the beginning and the father of it. Well, it's hard for me to... Okay, well, I'm going to switch to me now instead of her. It, it's hard for me to believe that my back pain is a lie. But it's not hard for me to believe that healing is the truth. Healing is the truth. Well, the opposite of truth is a lie. Well, when you think of a lie, you think it's not real. Crawl in here with me and feel this pain. <laughs> You'll find out it's real. That doesn't mean it's the truth. Man, see, right now I just want to go pray, okay? These are mysteries, but we're going... He sent us the spirit of truth so that... He gave us a prayer language so that we could pray these very mysteries out to eventually we will understand it. See, because John, I don't know if we'll get there, but John in his epistles, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, he wrote in there, this is like 60, 50, 60 years later, and thank God John was still preaching what he heard Jesus say. He says, it gives me no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. And we're going to walk in the truth, too. We're going to walk in the truth. And he's given us the spirit of truth so that anywhere we're not walking in the truth, like right now, this back situation, that's not the truth. I thank God I'm going to walk in the truth. Amen. Not only with my back there. I tell you, I'm going to heal every... Once, I'm not going to heal nobody. I, okay. I don't see, see when Gary jumps out, you see the problem? What I'm trying to say is I want to take vengeance on every back devil that ever attacked anybody's back. I, I mean, I can relate, okay? It, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. So I want to take vengeance on every back devil, if it's a devil or whatever it is. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm glad you all love me. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> it's good to have fun in church. Let's go over one chapter. Go over to John 15, because he keeps talking about the spirit of truth here. In fact, let's stay in 14 just for a moment. Jesus says over and over again, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. John says you can tell who loves the Lord and who knows the Lord. Those that say they know the Lord, but they don't keep his commandments, they're just liars. They, they don't know him, see. But Jesus said, here's verse 23, John 14:23. Jesus answered and, and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, he will keep my sayings, he will do my commandments. My Father will love him, we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keeps not my sayings. 
And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But here it is. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. A few verses earlier, he called him the Spirit of Truth. Whom the Father will send in my name, he, he, personal pronoun, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said unto you. Now over in chapter 15, look at verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father. Now notice. Even the Spirit of truth. There it is. That's the second time. Even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. That word testify, if you look it up, it's also translated witness. It's that same word where we get martyr. Same thing. The Holy Spirit, He's going to present evidence. One of the definitions of that word says it's a witness in court. And what makes them, you know, there's some people that see stuff, but they won't tell. You know, they, they won't cooperate because they're maybe afraid that if they do, they're, they're going to get smacked or whatever. But the Holy Ghost is not like that. The Holy Ghost doesn't come and say, I know the truth, but I'm just not going to tell it to you. <laughs> no, this is a witness that comes forward. He, he will present the truth. That's what makes him a witness. He's a willing witness. See? He shall test Okay, even the spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father. Now notice, he shall bear witness. He shall testify. He will present evidence. And that, see, you shall receive power. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses unto the whole world. Okay? Well, that word witness is the same word here, testify. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to produce evidence. When we go out to witness for Jesus Christ, we're not going in word only. We're going in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That's why we receive power. In, in Acts 1-8, so that we can be witnesses. See how it's all coming together? And that's the, and that's the truth, because Jesus is the truth. He is the truth. See? Man. And then he says, verse 27, and you also shall bear witness, because you've been with me from the beginning. Well, of course, that was for the eleven. But it's also for each one of us that has the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is going to work with us to bear witness to the truth. Holy Spirit was there. He's in us. When we tell what Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit there is to present evidence. He's a witness to, to work with us as we preach the Word. Okay. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting something out of this. I'm liking how it all comes together myself. Look, one more chapter. Go over to John 16. Right. This is the third place where that phrase, the Spirit of Truth, is in the New Testament. And it's in verse 13. Oh, I love this one. Verse 12. Jesus, he's talking to him, and he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Now, I like to stop right there because I know Peter is there. <laughs> Can you imagine? You have many things to tell me, Jesus? Look, I'm standing right here. <laughs> Say on. 
Say on, Jesus. I'm standing right here. But see, Jesus brought them as far as he could, dealing with an unregenerate spirit. He used parables. He used natural things. He used examples to teach them. All I'm sure he brought them as far as he possibly could for somebody who's not yet born again. See, we might... I don't know if we'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, in fact, let's just go there for a moment. 1 Corinthians, keep your place in John. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is why he couldn't go on. He, Dave would say it like this. He said, until you're born again, you just have no capacity to really understand the real mysteries of God. It's, it's like a five-year-old child that says, I want to drive the car. It's not that they don't understand. It's not that they haven't seen you drive the car. The problem is the little legs won't reach the brake pedal. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they just physically have no capacity to do it. And he said, that's the way you are when you're spiritually dead. You have no capacity to really understand the things of God. And that's what Paul was writing here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. When he says, uh, verse 12, now we have received... He's talking about now that you're born again. And boy, the King James got it right. Notice how spirit is little s. They got it right here. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, little s, which is of God, when you got born again. Why? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. In the margin, you might want to write inheritance. Freely given to you. By inheritance. When you get born again, once you're born again, now you have a spirit in you which has the capacity to know these things. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. These are the very mysteries that you're praying out every hour that you give to praying in other tongues. These are the very mysteries. But which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And this is, that's the verse where Dave started teaching Chuck the Duck. Comparing spiritual with spiritual. Y'all remember Chuck the Duck? He was actually a duck, but he was raised by chickens. He thought he was a chicken. Everyone kept telling him he was a chicken. But his big old flat bill, he'd try and peck the ground and get the bugs like the chickens. And that thud, 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 you know, couldn't, wouldn't work. And he kept wondering why he had webbed feet and kept being drawn to the water. And the chickens kept saying, don't go near the water. Well, finally, a duck showed up. And the duck says, you're not a chicken. You're a duck. And he started comparing duck things with duck things, you know. Remember, he says, here, look at my feet. Do you see the webs? Look at your feet. Oh, I got webs. Look at my bill. See how flat it is? Look at your bill. Oh, it's flat. Comparing duck things with duck things. He said, that's what's going on when you're praying in other tongues because you've been born in the image of Christ and he's comparing Christ with you and he said, no, no, you're not like you think you are. You're like this over here. You're like Jesus. That's why we look in the mirror and who do we see? Christ looking back and that changes us from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. It's a transformation. This is the renewing of the mind, so we're no longer conformed to the world. But we, we, we go through the metamorphosis, literally. We go in a caterpillar and come out a butterfly. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's a metamorphosis. It's a real change. Okay, back to John. So, verse 12 again, John uh, sixteen twelve, Jesus speaking, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you just cannot bear them now. Why? They weren't born again yet. They hadn't. If he would have tried, he could not, they, the natural mind 
cannot receive these things. I didn't finish reading over there, but Paul even said that in 1 Corinthians 2. But we can know them because they're spiritually discerned. Okay, verse 13, this is a, you cannot receive them now, but how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come? Well, that's after they're born again. He, oh, here it is, he will guide you into what? For benefit of the, there actually are some people here. He's going to guide you into what? All truth. All truth. Say with me, all. all. There is no mystery, no mystery that, I cannot know. that I cannot know. He said to me one time, he says, you do understand the anointing is not a mystery to me. God's talking. He says, if you'll allow me to teach you, I'll make it no mystery to you. Excuse me, i got to go pray in tongues. <laughs> that, that did it. I was okay till right there. That tipped over the bucket. i got to go now. <laughs> what a promise. He will guide you into all truth. And the thing of it is, with the Holy Spirit, He's omnipresent. But He's... How do I, how do I say it? He's everywhere all at once, and He's only with you all the time. Is that okay? You know what I mean by that? He's everywhere all at once, but He is Billy's personal teacher. So I'll, I'll give Billy 24-7 if he can stay up that long. As long as Billy wants to be taught, I'm here to teach. Billy, I'll take you by the hand, son. You let me teach you. I'm going to guide you into all truth. You're going to walk right in the center of God's will. And you're going to be empowered to do everything he called you to, to do, son. There's no, no truth you cannot know. Isn't that what all truth means? Good Lord. There, I'm wanting to go pray again, see? Man. Now, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself. He has not come to replace the lordship of Jesus. You've got to get that. He has come to bring us the Lordship of Jesus. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, here it is. He shall glorify me. Jesus, the next chapter, John 17, is praying the high priestly prayer, and he says, Father, I have glorified you on the earth. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. How did Jesus glorify the Father? By demonstrating the Father. On planet earth. If you've seen me. You've seen the father. Well the Holy Spirit. Is supposed to glorify Jesus in us. We should be able to say. You want to see Jesus. Look at me. That'll get you kicked out of a lot of churches. <laughs> but that's exactly what he means. Exactly what he means. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine. And shall show it unto you. What things would that be? What things are in my inheritance? All things that the Father hath are mine. That's why I said, therefore said I, that he will take of mine and show it unto you. Why? Because you have been made a joint heir with Christ. Glory to God. Okay, there's only one more verse in the New Testament that it specifically has spirit of truth in it. And that's 1 John 4, 6. Let's go over there just for a moment. That's little John. 
I hope you have heard the series that he had me teach on the first John. Uh, it will it'll remove the gray out of your doctrine. It will change your walk. Pastor Bronk, when they finished that course, he would lead them in a he would lead his whole church. He'd, I'm not just saved, I'm first John saved. <laughs> and I could say the same thing. Narrow narrowed my walk, and then the Sermon on the Mount narrowed it even more. If you haven't heard those, I really recommend them to you. Okay, first John chapter four and verse six is the actual verse, but let's look at the context. Oh my. See, when you read that, you gotta go to John. Okay, so go to first John four six and then go to John chapter eight. Pinch those together. The thing I love about John there's a lot of things I love about John. John, see, First John was written somewhere 50 to 60 years after the Gospels, after the events of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when we went through the First John series, because the Holy Ghost, I mean, John himself says, I'm writing this to tell what I have seen and heard. So he is still testifying what he saw and heard Jesus say 50 or 60 years earlier. And he's still saying the same things. He didn't change it. He didn't, you know, modernize it and or whatever. He just kept saying what Jesus taught. And he's doing it again right here in this verse. So, <clears throat> oh my goodness. Let's just look at verse 6, I guess. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Thereby know we the spirit of truth, and the spirit of error. He is quoting, literally, Jesus. Hold your place there. Go back to John 8. And the verse, we're going to lead up to it here. Pick it up in verse 42. No. Okay, yeah, verse 42. Jesus said unto them, now who's he talking to? He's talking to the religious people. The ones that everyone looked up to that thought they knew God. But Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Now, here it is. Why do you not understand my speech? Why, why can't you hear what I'm saying? Even because you cannot hear my word. <laughs> you are of your father, the devil. Love sometimes really tells it straight. You are of your father the devil, the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Wow. When he speaks a lie, he's speaking of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Now, here it is. Well, which of you convinces me of sin? And, and if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? That's a good question. Why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. You, therefore, hear them not because you're not of God. Wow. Not of God. Now, keep that in mind. Go right back over and read what, what John wrote 50 years later. Verse 6. 1 John 4, 6. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. And he that is not of God hears not us. 
Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And all John really does in this whole letter, he just keeps still saying 50 years later the same things he heard Jesus say all those years earlier. But I don't know that he can. Now, all right, close your Bible for a minute. <laughs> this is a hard saying. This is hard. On, this is as hard on me as it is for you to hear it. We're just not walking in the truth. And I'm talking about the whole. I'm talking about me personally, and the whole church, including the prayer center. Now we are walking in degrees of truth. We're walking. I thank God that I'm not still in the bars. I thank God that I'm. That he got me past cancer. I thank God that regardless of the diagnosis of having a permanent non-healable heart condition, I'm doing pretty good. And uh, I thank God for all of that. But see, again, we're not walking in enough truth yet. When Helena, she needed us to walk in the truth. And we did our best. I mean, I don't fault us that everybody was trying as hard as we could. But the truth of it is, if you just boil it, if Jesus walked in right now, he would just have to tell me, Gary, you just didn't walk in enough truth. You didn't walk in the truth. She didn't have to die. She did not have to die. Same way that woman that was bowed over for 18 years, he put a stop to that right now. I'm telling you, we are going to walk in the truth. And everything that is a lie will vaporize. It'll be gone in Jesus' name. We will bear witness of the truth the same way he said we would. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses really all over the world, okay? He came to bear witness of the truth, and if we're going to be his witness, then we're going to be witnesses of the truth, but we're going to do it not in word only, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power in Jesus' name. So what do you do? Gary, why aren't you walking into truth? I know you've read it. I can quote it pretty good. That's not the same as walking in it. Well, what's the difference between knowing it intellectually and walking in it? It's called belief. Believing. What's the cure for unbelief? That's the verse that the devil took out of a lot of Bibles. This kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting. That's the mountain that has to go. That's the mountain that has to go. Prayer and fasting. Say, well, I've done prayer and I've done fasting. Uh-huh. Got to do some more. Got to do some more. <laughs> and everybody loves prayer and fasting. You can tell by the massive crowds that come on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Hallelujah. You can see, you've seen what this message does not appeal to the flesh. I'm not moved by that. I don't like it, but I'm not moved by it. And all I know is what all I know. Dave, I'm going to finish with this. Dave would say, if this is all there is. And Dave walked at quite a high walk. I mean, we saw, I've saw more miracles through Pastor Dave than any other person I've ever known myself. I didn't know Catherine Kuhlman. I didn't know Smith Wigglesworth. But I did know Pastor Dave. And I saw all kinds of miracles. But Dave himself... Walking there in that level would say, if this, what I'm, in other words, what I'm living right now, if this is all there is, just take me now. Because he could see in the Bible, he could see we're supposed to be walking in so much more than we are. So all I'm saying is, this is just kind of a, 
He sent us the Spirit of Truth. The promise is, if we will give Him the time, He will lead us into all truth. There is no mystery, no lack of understanding of the anointing. We will walk in the truth. And He has no greater joy than that His children walk in the truth. So let's continue prayer. Let's continue fasting. Let's continue speaking His Word. I have got to retrain my mouth. I, 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 you wind up slipping back. You do good for a while. Now I'm talking about a confession over my own spine. Okay? See, I'm, it's okay to use me as an example, isn't it? I'll do pretty good for a day. By his stripes I was healed. I may spend an hour walking around confessing the Scriptures, trying my best to walk straight, even though, you know, it's like stretch forth your hand. You know, I'm trying to put action to my what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, it is so easy, and it's gradual, and you slip right back into calling things that are the way they are. And I'm not as bad as I used to be. I don't think I think it's been a long time since I said something like my back is killing me or something like that. But it's just, oh, and pretty soon I'm walking, bent over like a hundred-year-old man, and 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 just kind of doing life, just kind of just kind of living with it again. That's not warfare. That's not walking in the truth. That's do it. That's being Adam again. That's that's judging by my senses the reality. That's not even correct. That's I'm really I'm really being a judge of what the truth is, and I'm doing the same thing Adam did. I'm deciding what my senses tell me. That's the truth instead of the Word of God. That has to change. It has to change. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, who's not only a teacher but a trainer and. We're going to walk in it ourselves, and we're going to we're going to run cancer off, and back problems off, and debt problems off, and everything in the world in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Pastor Dave Roberson, who laid out all of these truths for us. Lord, we are the most accountable people maybe on earth. We have no excuses, Lord. We sit under the very best, and we've been taught what to do. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us walk in what you've taught us. Help us walk there so that we really do walk in truth and we can bear witness to the truth. We can present evidence to the world of what the truth is. And, Father, your word is truth. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen.